Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When it's too tough for them, it's just right for us. Where would you rather be than right here, right now? The Rock Pile Report with Buffalo Bills season ticket holder, Drew Gear. The Bills make me wanna. With the 19th pick. In the 2016 NFL Draft, the Buffalo Bills select Shaq Lawson, defensive end, Clemson. He's six foot three, two seventy. If you want a visual, think Brian Arakpo. Best case scenario with Tomba Hali. Now I don't think he's got Tomba's get off and first step, but he's got heavy hands. He'll fit that scheme because he can play inside or outside, up or down. And you know how Rex likes those chess pieces that he can play with on third down self-back issues. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rockpile Report. This is Drew Gear, Chris Krueger, and this is our draft special. Now, we're sitting here located in my basement. We're hanging out. we got the TV turned around. And I'm watching Kevin Dodd come off the board to the Tennessee Titans. It's a good pick. People had him pegged as a first-rounder. So the fact that he was there for Tennessee in the second, that's huge. We got a lot to cover, a lot to go over. Um, first round, we're gonna get some reactions to some of these second round picks as they come in. We obviously have to discuss the uh, the pick of Shaq Lawson, Shaq Lawson, new member of the Buffalo Bills, and we're gonna have a buddy of mine, Doug Roloski, stopping by to you know get in on the action with us. So buckle your chin straps because we're getting into it. First off, I just want to take a second and I want to talk about my list of heroes and zeros from round one. First off, we've got the heroes. I am better than everyone in the world. Kiss my <laughs> suck my everyone. We're going to start it off with the Bills. And I, and I know it doesn't seem right or fair. you know, Because we're homers. Kind of homers. We're homers. But the Bills could have traded. They could have traded under their pick and stacked more picks to, to gotten more picks onto their, you know, I guess onto their docket, but... They liked the way they were. The board was falling, and decided to gamble on the fact that Lawson would keep dropping until he landed in their laps. That's exactly what happened. So I give them props for not panicking and doing something stupid. There, I, there was talk that we were uh, having phone calls with Dallas. Mm-hmm. Dallas was interested in trading back into the first round to get Pax and Lynch. Speaking of Dallas, the pick is in, and it looks like Michael Irvin's about to announce it. The next one, Tampa Bay. Hero around one because again, like the Bills, they didn't do they, they kept it simple. They didn't do anything crazy. They sat back and watched everyone else screw up their drafts, and ended up landing what, the player that was perceived to be the best cornerback in this draft. Hargraves is an immediate starter, okay, and he's going to do awesome things for their secondary. They really needed a playmaker there, and one just fell to them because they didn't overthink it. All right, we got uh, Roger Goodell and Michael Irvin. Wide receiver, Michael Irvin. Give it up, Irv. 
Here we, here we Thank go. Thank you, guys. With the 34th pick in the 2016 NFL Draft, the Dallas Cowboys select Jalen Smith, linebacker, oh. Notre Dame. Wow. There he is. Wow. Linebacker Jalen Smith. Now, see, there's a team. There's a team that that pick right there tells me they're not playing for next season. They're not playing for next season at all. Well, you have a healthy Tony Romo. Mm-hmm. You have Ezekiel Elliott and, you're in a, and that and, offensive line. And you're in a div- division that 9-7 and seven can probably win it. So, I guess, yeah. I guess when all things are equal... Betting on a guy to overcome a knee injury like this and come back and be a consistent contributor in the NFL—it's—it's it's a calculated gamble. But if it works out for him, they look like geniuses. Well, let's here. I'm gonna ask you this because we'll, we're talking about the linebacker Jalen Smith, Miles Jack also still on the board. And while well, I believe Jalen Smith's knee injury was way worse than um, Miles Jack, you know why? Miles Jack, I think, would have been ready to play this year. There's been a lot of talk that Jalen Smith has to sit out this year because his knee injury is that horrific. I just he's that that's the thing. They're they're banking on this pick not contributing this season, which means and they're a team that lost to the Buffalo Bills last year. They can't be thrilled about their their linebacking depth, but they're making this pick because he's the guy on top of their board. And I guess I got to give him credit. You know, some credit for sticking to the sticking to the draft board. And they have Sean Lee is he's been like consistently injured over the last few seasons. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why you would draft a, a the linebacker that's injured. Well, in any event, the last hero of round one, I think, is Roger Goodell. The fact that he came out, arms open, big grin on his face, just knowing that the second he took the stage, he the boo birds were gonna come out in force. I like it. I like the balls. <laughs> and I like it because he stuck at the Tom Brady this week. And then did a victory lap through all of the major publications talking about all of the reasons why he's the man and everyone can kiss his ass. Love it. And then that brings us to our zeros of round one. Move this man! I don't know if it's possible, but I'm going to name an entire division here. The NFC East. Now, I just got done giving the Cowboys credit for making that pick for Jalen Smith, but, I mean, let's take let's take a step back and see it for what it is. Wentz was an easy pick for the Eagles to make. They traded up specifically to get him. But outside of that, the picks that I saw in that first round were highly suspect. Eli Apple. To the Giants. Eli Apple to the they Giants. They lose Prince of Mukamura. Eli Apple. He's, he's a top 10 pick now. That's, or was he 11th? Well, I thought he was going to be dropping because he can't. No, he's tenth. He, yeah, he couldn't cook, and they took him over Vernon Hargraves. So, I, I don't understand it. I mean, he he he's watching his tape. It reminded me of McKelvin because he's a player who's got all these athletic traits, but when the ball's in the air, he has no idea where it is. What good is being that athletic if you can't find the football in the air? You can't be a good cornerback at that point, or at least ne- you'll never be an elite cornerback. And for someone in the top 15 of any draft, you expect an elite cornerback. Oh, yeah. Well, McKelvin was what, 12? Or was he top 10? McKelvin was top 10. He was, I think he was 8. Hmm. Yeah, and we got uh, San Diego's pick is in. So we're waiting for uh Well, in any Goodell. event, so you've got 
the Giants making that pick. You've got the Cowboys taking a running back in the top six of the draft. Yeah, who takes a running? Is, is Zeke going to be that good? Well, the problem is everyone saw what Todd Gurley did last year, and so they think they can replicate that. All right, Chargers selection. To announce the San Diego Chargers selection, please welcome from San Jose State University the 22nd overall draft pick by the Chargers in 1983, cornerback Gilbert. Thank you. With the 35th pick in the 2016 NFL Draft, the San Diego Chargers select Hunter Henry, tied in Arkansas. Good pick. So Hunter Henry goes and will learn at the... Who is Hunter Henry? Hunter Henry is a tight end. And... Mm. <laughs> He's a tight end. And I mean, I get it. Maybe that's a perceived area of need for them. But they're a team that... I mean, he's supposed to be one of the best tight ends in this draft, but he's not. I didn't think he was going to get drafted here. They, there was talk about him being a late second, early third. That's a that's a that's a monumental reach, monumental reach. So, wow, Jacksonville's pick is already in. So, anyway, going back to my original point, you've got the Cowboys shooting themselves in the foot. The Giants, I think, took an inferior player. You've got. Wait, who did the Redskins took a receiver? The Redskins took Josh Doxson, and the thing that I don't like about that is that they took him with Laquan, Laquan Treadwell still on the board. He was so, the last receiver to go. And so it, it raises the question, if there's already a run on wide receivers happening, and arguably the one with the best hands have, has already come and gone, Doxson, they talk about him, they like his, his, his top gear a little bit, high, a little bit more than Laquan Treadwell. I guess that's what separated him. But at the end of the day, you're using your pick to take a player that's not the best at what he does. When you had somebody who's proven all season that he can get off, he can beat double teams, he can beat triple teams, the dude can make plays. So you overlooked him, to, I just can't get behind it. I think the NFC East blew it last night. Laramie Tunsil, everybody. Probably the biggest loser of round one. What? <laughs> what an idiot! Oh, what a loser! It's not his fault that somebody hacked his Instagram account and posted that video. Well, I don't know if you saw it today. There was a story on Deadspin that somebody had reached out to Deadspin wanting money weeks ago for this video. There's a Deadspin story <laughs> on this. So somebody, somebody was looking for it in order to pull this off, and they must have found it somewhere. So <laughs> it's not his fault he got hacked. Okay, we've all done dumb shit. Don't smoke bongs on film. And if you're going to do it, okay, if you're going to do it, do it around people that you trust. And then, I guess the dumbest thing, though, that's not even the worst because that could happen to anybody. You know, if someone followed me around with a video camera and then brought that shit up now, you know, my last 10 years, if any of that was videotaped, I'd be in jail. Okay, I would be in prison. So I guess the thing that I don't get is when he sat down, he sat down for his post-game interview and openly admitted to taking money. 
committing NCAA infractions, and the NFL that had too. to sweep in and cancel his. Okay, that's it. You're you're cut off. Well, it's over. I was watching uh, NFL Network earlier today, and they had the Miami Dolphins press conference. Oh. Laramie Tunsil had an allergic reaction and couldn't be at the press conference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're terrified of putting that retard out there in front of cameras again. I, I, I do like the the fact that the that video being released, at least in the uh, Buffalo, Rochester, Niagara Falls region, um, there is going to be a spike in gas mask sales for when Miami comes here. December twenty fourth. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I would love to go to that game and wear a gas mask the entire game. Okay, so while we were talking, the Ravens have traded their pick, and the Jaguars have moved up. So there must be somebody there that they like. Who do you think it is? I think it could be um, Miles Jack. I could see it. That that would be worth it. They got Dante Fowler Jr. Well, here we go. Please welcome, from the University of Florida, the ninth overall pick in the 1998 draft by the Jaguars, running back Fred Taylor. Fred Taylor, everybody. With the 36th pick in the 2016 NFL draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Miles Jack, linebacker, UCLA. And there it is, Chris. Miles I Jack am thing. a genius. Well, it's not hard. I mean, if that guy's falling, you trade up and you go get him. And the, the, I think he'll be fine because he, he's supposed to play this year and only miss maybe the yeah. first couple of weeks. And I'm, I don't know how uh, how well Dante Fowler Jr. has re- recovered from his torn ACL mm-hmm. that he had in the first hour of the first practice. Yeah, that that was terrible. And you know what? I like Dante Fowler as a pro- like in college. Watching him play for Florida was awesome because he he's a good player and just a good kid. Never really been in any trouble. So it's 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 tough to watch that happen to a kid like that. Hopefully they come back. I mean, they're going to be a team. There's no reason that they can't compete in their division. What they got to do, and I'm shocked that they didn't do it. I think that their first, they're another team that I think falls into the zero category. Because if you're talking strictly like this pick may have bailed out their draft if he pans out, but in the first round, Laramie Tunsil's there, Ronnie Stanley's there. You have the ability to take one of these guys because your quarterback is the most quarter, most sacked quarterback in NFL history through his first two seasons. Didn't I and. Thought- you, who did Ronnie, Ronnie Stanley went to Baltimore? Baltimore. Okay, and Jackson was at five. Yeah. So you had a chance to draft a difference maker on your offensive line that's going to protect your team's most important asset. Because that machine, if you don't have him slinging the ball to Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns, they're, they, who's going to score on that offense? Wait, so you're telling me that Tony Baselli is not in Jacksonville anymore? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. So I guess... I guess the end of this entire thing is just that they need to keep him upright, and I think that they really shot themselves in the foot by not taking a tackle. Now, the Chiefs have traded up. See, there's going to be a lot of trades in this round because these players are that were supposed to be first-round talents are falling. Right now, the Chiefs have traded up to the 37th pick. I wonder what uh, what their uh, what their needs are. So we still have Reggie Raglan on the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ashawn Robinson is still there. Jerron Reed. Is still there. 
It'll be interesting to see what Kansas City does here at 37. Chiefs select Chris Jones out of Mississippi State. I don't know. He's a he's a guy. He's a gamble. He's raw, but he's huge. He's an athletic freak. So if you think you can mold him into, you know, you know, with that defense in Kansas City, I'm assuming they're going to be looking for him to play more of a three technique. You know, nah, he's like a he's like a three four D end. I guess is what they would want him to be. Maybe they can teach him the technique it takes to play it, but this kid is pumped. He's dancing. I would be too if I got drafted into the NFL and was going to make a bunch of money. All right, Miami's on the clock and the pick is in. Man, the second round is flying by, guys. Yeah, that guy's got to get off the stage. <laughs> he's like, yo, he's, he's like Kanye Westing the entire draft. You know, Miami, your pick might be in, but Kansas City just had the greatest pick of all time. Th- but if I can talk for Miami, I'm going to let you pick in a second. But first, I got to say some things. What do you, who do you think uh, uh, we had Gary on? We had Gary Smith on on the AFC East Bros podcast. He had talked about Reggie Ragland. There's mm-hmm. no way he's getting past 14 or wherever 13 where Miami picked. Yeah, maybe this is if maybe this is this it. is gonna be Reggie Raglan going to Miami. We'll see in a second. Well, that would totally upgrade Miami's linebacking core. Over who they have, they have what Kel- mm-hmm. Kelvin Shepard. <laughs> Kelvin Shepard started. You know that you guys are up Shit's Creek as a team and as a defense when you have Kelvin Shepard starting games for you. I'll say it again. We hosed. That's how I know Ryan Grigson is a poor GM. Because he allowed himself to be hosed in that trade. We have a 10-sack-a-year D-end, and he got a special teams linebacker. Now, were there any, what about surprises of the first round for you? Surprises of the first round. You know, I'm, t- I'm just taking a look at the first round, you know, first round picks, and... I mean, the first surprise, I mean, obviously, Laramie Tunsil falling all the way to 13. Well, that's obviously because of his his smoking weed out of a gas mask Just and the f- then well, throwing. Think about it, though. Throwing, the timing. Ten minutes before the draft, yeah, this the, video goes live. And throwing his, some of his uh, Ole Miss personnel under the bus mm-hmm. for oh. uh, paying $305 for an electrical bill. Between him and Kim Dietschy, these guys just aren't smart. Like, think about it. You, you, <laughs> you, you're, you're at the NFL Combine, and you throw one of your teammates under the bus. You get drafted in the first round of the NFL draft, and you unwittingly, just without even realizing you're doing it, throw your old co- college, your alma mater, and your old coach under the bus. Like, what the hell is wrong with these two? Why can't they just shut up? Yeah, if you ever watch the... ESPN 30 for 30 Pony Excess, the mm-hmm. the SMU scandal. Still to this day, Eric Dickerson does not talk about anything that he received from mm-hmm. the boosters at SMU. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, obviously Laramie Tunsil did not watch that 30 for 30. <laughs> Laramie Tunsil, I sometimes wonder if that guy can read. <laughs> like he's Well, just... did you see him at his press conference? He was sweating profusely. <laughs> His forehead. Who's this dusty ass? 
Look at the he look at that shitty mustache. He looks like Sam Elliott. <laughs> Larry Zonka. Oh no, it's Larry Zonka. <laughs> Larry, you look like shit. Jesus. From American Gladiators. They got him. They 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 got him. They opened up the crypt to get this guy here. Good lord. Who'd they take? Xavier Howard. That's a good pick for them because cornerback was a big need. The fact yeah, that they Miko Grimes. The fact no no the the fact he has he's been one of my favorite cornerbacks of this class. They needed a playmaker. They needed a cornerback because otherwise it was going to be you and Miko fighting it out for their fourth spot come training camp. So the fact that he fell to them here, Miami's putting together a solid top part of this draft. I'm impressed. I thought they would have gone Reggie Raglan there. I think biggest surprises, if we're talking about biggest surprises of the first round, how about the Browns trading back not once but twice and then still finding a way to shit on their pick by taking Corey Coleman as the first wide receiver off the board? I, I, he's, he's what T.Y. Hilton. Basically, he's Tavon Austin. He's Tavon Austin 2.0. So you saw how well that experiment worked out for the Rams, taking a small kind of water bug wide receiver. Traded that high. up with Buffalo. So these guys traded back and took a guy who strikes me as the same type of player. I just think when Laquan tried well, Josh Doxson, you know, when – oh, excuse me. When you've got guys like that, Will Fuller, when those guys are still on the board – and you're taking an undersized wide receiver, that shows why you are one of the worst teams in the NFL. I'm sorry, what what wins championships? Tiny wide receivers. Defense? No, tiny wide receivers. That's definitely where it happens. Defense wins. I think defense wins championships. <laughs> and if they were smart about it, or the front seven is the deepest it's been in years for this draft. I'll, I'll tell you what, I was also surprised to see Carl Joseph go as high as he did. Who took Carl Joseph? The Raiders. And, I mean, I guess they've had a good enough free agency on defense that they can afford to gamble a little bit. But The Las Vegas Raiders? The only thing, the only thing wrong with him was his knee. And if he comes back and is anything like his former self, they're getting a very good safety. They're, that, that team, again, kind of like the Jaguars, they're a team that over the last three years kind of came out of nowhere with just good drafts. Good drafts, and all of a sudden they're relevant, and they had a ton of cap room. Also, Artie Burns. You want to talk about surprises the first round? Who the fuck is Artie Burns? Hello, I've never heard of you before. Right? Just random cornerback getting drafted by the Steelers. I don't know. They, and then, they probably know something we don't. Hopefully. They do a pretty good job. Of drafting. Well, that's why I'm, I, I I paused to bag the pick, but I've, I haven't heard of the guy, and I've done a lot of pre-draft prep work, so I just don't know that much about the guy. And then the decision by the 49ers to trade back into the first round to take a guard. That was, a, that that, was looked at as a huge reach. That strikes me as just odd. They, you could have waited until the start of the second round and traded up if that was your target. Because I'm pretty sure that there weren't any other teams out there that had Joshua Garnett on their draft board before the thirty before the thirty second pick. I had heard that he would have been available where the Forty ers were picking in the second round to begin with. 
Yeah. So there's so, no need to trade up. I don't know what that was all about, and it just doesn't make any sense to me. If any 49er fans are out there, feel free to tweet at us and give us your explanation, at Rockpile Report. Right now, the Buccaneers are on the clock. Buccaneers selection, please welcome, from LSU, the 15th overall selection in the 1999 draft by the Buccaneers, defensive tackle, Anthony McFarland. Bunker. Thank you. This pick gives me great pleasure. With the 39th pick in the 2016 NFL Draft, my Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Noah Spence, linebacker, Eastern Kentucky. There's your go. Coach Meyer, you have the floor. Noah pick. Spence, ladies and gentlemen, he's finally off the board. People had him tabbed going as high as number 18 to Indianapolis. And Buffalo was rumored to be in on him. And there was a, I think... I think if Shaq Lawson had gone earlier, there may have been some discussion about bringing in Noah Spence. So it'll be. I would have thought a trade down. I've, I would have been totally open to trading down. Well, for, they said, you know, in hearing Whaley's um, post game comments and things like that, which we're actually going to listen to in a little bit. Um, in fact, why don't you hit me with it right now? Let's listen to what he had to say about it. Yeah, here's Doug Whaley's initial reaction from uh, BuffaloBills.com. Very few times that you can go into a draft and have a really big need and that guy there standing out like a sore thumb is the guy you want and the guy that fills that need. So we're extremely excited to have Shaq Lawson. We never thought he'd get dropped to us at 19, and when it got closer and got closer, we all said, let's keep our mouth shut. You know, there's they came out and said, hey, we fielded some calls. You know, the Cowboys are one of the teams that contacted the Buffalo Bills and were trying to trade back up into the first round. Buffalo said, you know what, we're not gonna we're not gonna do it because we're confident that this guy's gonna get here, and if he does, that's that guy is gonna make a huge impact for our football team. If Shaq Lawson had not been there, it would have. I'm taking a look at this right here, and I'm trying to figure out now who are we targeting. We just traded up. Okay, and there's a string of teams coming. Tennessee, Oakland, Tennessee again, Detroit, New Orleans, Indy. Who are we trying to get ahead of and what do we, why why was it why did we feel we had to get ahead of Baltimore? So we moved we moved from forty nine to one. I think Sterling Shepard is a hell of a pick for the Giants here. You know, they've been snake bitten with the receivers. Victor Cruz just can't seem to stay healthy. They've got a lot of different things going on. So I think them grabbing a guy who can be a playmaker in the middle of the field opposite Odell Beckham is going to do great things for that offense. I like Shepard. I do. He was one of the guys I tweeted out earlier was going to be maybe a sleeper selection for you know for the for the Buffalo Bills if he was there when we were on the clock. The pick is in, folks. The pick is in. Drum roll, please. Oh, baby. Who did the Buffalo Bills trade up to get? This is going to tell us a lot about how the, the rest of the draft is going to turn out. I, do you, do you, Who do, do you think you, it is? I'm wondering if it, if it's a quarter. It's either a quarterback or a linebacker. They maybe they do like uh, Reggie Raglan, mm-hmm. or you know, I want. I don't want to say. Christian Hackenberg. Mm. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he was on what PFT's most overrated. Mm-hmm. List. Yeah, I, I do not want Hackenberg. I don't want him anywhere near my football team. 
Well, did you hear the conspiracy on... Um... We gave him the 49th, we gave them one of our extra fourths, and we gave him a fourth from next year. Man, I mean, it seems like a lot when somebody in the first round moved up, what, f- two or... Th- we were, we're at 49. I know, but last night somebody moved up, and now I can't think of it, but somebody moved up and only gave up a fourth round pick, and they moved up like three slots. So I think it was Denver to get Pax and Lynch. Yeah, so if they did that and only gave up a thir- uh, fourth-round pick, I think we got hosed there. I, I think it might be uh, – I'm going to go with Reggie Ragland on this. Who do you think it's going to be? I think it's a quarterback. I think it's my worst-case scenario. If they take Reggie Ragland, I told you, I will run out and buy my jersey. Drew's going to go to NFLshop.com. I'm going to get my custom right jersey. And get – Custom jersey. And I'll remember it double zero. All right, we got Goodell and Bruce walking up. Here we go. They are saying Bruce. They're saying Bruce. Tell me they're saying Bruce. To announce the Buffalo Bills selection, please welcome from Virginia Tech, the number one overall pick of the 1985 draft by the Bills, 2009 Hall of Fame inductee, defensive end Bruce Smith. Not the same place. <laughs> With the 31st pick in the 2016 NFL Draft, the Buffalo Bills select Reggie. Woo! <laughs> Roll Tide! Woo! Roll Tide, baby! Damn! Damn, that feels good. Chris, I'm so happy that you were right. I'm so happy that you were right. I love this pick. This is fantastic. All right, get on NFLshop.com. Yeah, let's right go. Now. Let's go. Right Reggie now. Ragland. Oh, baby. Here come the texts. Roll Tide. Drew's <laughs> already getting text messages. What's this going to do for our linebacking core? Now we just signed Zach Brown, not the guitar player, the football player. We've got Reggie Ragland here. we got Preston Brown. Apparently, Rob Ryan, our defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know, whatever his title is, apparently that's what he knows as linebackers. Look at this. Watching Reggie, Reggie Raglan with all three of his Alabama rings coming to the stage right now. This is fantastic. Folks, Reggie Raglan has been one of my crushes of this draft. He's a throwback linebacker, and I get it. People talk about, oh, the modern NFL game. You got to be able to carry with a linebacker. You got to be fast uh, with a tight end. You got to be fast enough to cover Gronkowski and all of these other nonsensical things that I just, I get it. But at the same time, you need an enforcer in the middle of your defense, and we just found it. I've wanted Reggie Ragland on this team since I started watching him play in Alabama two years ago. Love it. And we had to get in front of, now it makes sense because we had to get in front of Baltimore because Baltimore took an offensive lineman last night. You know they're going to be looking at defense. But where are they looking on the D-line? Were they looking, was Baltimore's need at linebacker? Well, we're about to find out because the pick is in. For Baltimore? The pick for Baltimore is in. But I'll tell you what, going back to the Bills and Reggie Ragland, this pick is, all, right now this draft is shaping up to be a defensive home run for the Bills. We got a guy who diagnoses and tracks run plays extremely well he he doesn't miss much he takes great angles to the ball he plays with he plays with power and speed at the line okay he doesn't have a whole lot of range you know you can't stick him out on his own and expect him to carry with Gronkowski what you can do 
is put him on a delayed blitz and watch him come through the line with power and flush the quarterback out. At the same time, you can watch him you know, string out a, a running back to the sideline and punish people. When he hits, he hits with with a ferocity that I just love. You know, that's that old school football. And I love the fact he's he's a Rex Ryan type player all day. Yeah, well what you know, Rex is looking for is somebody that can be versatile. Because that that's a lot of the talk of Shaq loss and he can move up and down the line and play in, in various techniques mm-hmm. and that's what all that's really what Rex asks asks for all the time is just mm-hmm. give me players that can play that I can interchange mm-hmm. in and out of positions to make my defense work. Mm-hmm. And notice we have not said anything about Dennis Thurman yet. Yeah. No. Who cares about him? Wait, De- wait, Dennis Thurman? Are you talking about the Dennis Thurman? What would you say you do here? The guy's a man with no title. He's <laughs> Why are you here? I bet you at least once a week, Rex Ryan looks over at him and sees him just shuffling some papers around or sees him walking around with a clipboard and just thinks to himself, "What? why? Why are you here? <laughs> it's... Nobody mentions Dennis Thurman anymore. I guarantee you, for our for our right for our listeners mm-hmm. out there, which are our mothers, um, anytime after the draft and they talk about that how we hit a home run defensively in this draft, mm-hmm. there's going to be no mention of Dennis Thurman. Well, this is how they work with Rex. This is how he's going to work with Rob. What about Dennis Thurman, who's our actual? Defensive coordinator by title. He's a punk. He's a punk. They've they've reduced him to doing their laundry. Rob Ryan lives at the facility. I bet you Dennis Thurman has to come in and clean up his office at least once a week. May, maybe bring fresh sheets for the couch he's sleeping on. <laughs> he's like a maid. No, he. I will tell you what Dennis Thurman is. What Dennis Thurman is to Rob Ryan. Mm-hmm. Rob Ryan is the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase, and Dennis Thurman is Virgil. <laughs> oh, that is the best. All right, looks like the Ravens selection is in. Let's take a look and see who they go with. 42 picks to say St. Louis Rams one. The Titans are on the clock right now with one of the picks they got from the Los Angeles Rams in the golf trade right now. Here's the Ravens pick, though. To announce the Baltimore Ravens selection, please welcome from the University of Tennessee the fifth overall draft pick by the Ravens in 2000, running back Jamal Lewis. Thanks. With the 42nd pick in the 2016 NFL Draft, the Baltimore Ravens select Kamale Correa, linebacker, Boise State. I'm pretty sure he just called him Carmella. I think he just pronounced his name like it was candy. Now, I don't know if that's just because he's fat or, or, if, or if he really just can't read the card. Kamale Carrera, you know, edge rusher out of uh, B- Boise State. I mean, he's... He's a player I liked if he had fallen a little farther, maybe mid to late second round. I don't know if I'd take him that high. Now I wonder if Baltimore was really interested in Reggie Ragland, linebackers back-to-back. 
I don't know. I don't know this guy. Does he does he play the same? No, not as, at all. As Raglan? No, he's an edge rusher by trade. That's that's. You wouldn't be able to put him in the middle of a defense. He would be playing up on the line of scrimmage every play. You know, he's be, with us picking with us picking Shaq Lawson. He was, you know, it's kind of like the Noah Spence thing. It's no longer an option. It's not anything we would think about. But at the same time, just based on his talent, I didn't think he deserved to go that high. No, I've 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 never heard of the dude. And Tennessee's on the clock. Tennessee has been making moves in this tra- in this draft. They had what six? They had six picks in the first one hundred. It's um. No, Austin Johnson, defensive tackle out of Penn State. I'll tell you what, he's a guy that, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) Tennessee. Passing on Jerron Reed. They're passing passing on Jerron Reed. They're passing on Alshon Alshon Robinson. Robinson. What is it about these Alabama players that people just don't like? Purple drink. Other than the fact that they dominate everybody. Maybe they're all butthurt because when they were in college, Alabama did bad things to them. Purple drink. Maybe 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 playing Alabama is the reason why most of these coaches and GMs are out of college football and had to move on with their careers. <laughs> what was that, baby? Why don't you come talk some smack into the microphone? You got an opinion? Stupid Facebook statuses about them. <laughs> There's an empty My- microphone over here. Hey, sit down. Have a seat, ladies and gentlemen. This is my girlfriend, Larissa Filipski, joining us here. And, Hello. And um, she just said that she thinks the reason that all of those coaches and people left was because of you know left NCAA to go to the NFL is because of my stupid Facebook statuses about Alabama. No, the reason Alabama, no one in Alabama is getting drafted is because of all your stupid Facebook statuses. Oh, about them. so I'm the mush. So your biggest love is also their downfall. That hurts. I don't know what to think about that. I think I'm going to have to go sit in a dark corner somewhere and contemplate all that. Yeah, it's kind of heavy. Way to be a buzzkill, babe. That's actually what I was hoping to get out of tonight. <laughs> the whole house to myself. Way, way to show up and be a giant buzzkill. Well, I do remember that one time that I went to the Browns game and you left at halftime. And yeah, because I I had nightmares. I'm serious. I had flashbacks you, to the 3-6 to six game and I and, was like, I am not sitting through this and again. And you claimed... You were the reason they won. Well, I think that I, my negativity was just bringing everyone down. So I felt like it was best if I just removed myself. <laughs> I was also extremely intoxicated. Well, you better not do that when I go to – I'm going to come to the San Francisco game. I'm just – I'm inundated. You better not do messages. that. Oh, Doug says he's coming soon. Doug Rodolowski will be here soon. How was the mall? Gentlemen. If I didn't get out of there when I did, I was going to steal all of the SPCA dogs because they have them out there. They were that cute. They're I don't I don't even care if they're cute. They're just they're there and they're so cheap. They're so cute. You want to squeeze it till it dies. I just want to bring all of them home and have them run around the backyard with Gretzky forever. Gretzky is our um, he's our dog. He's a German Shepherd. Australian cattle dog mix. He's brindle in color, and he he doesn't nip, but he licks everything within anything above you know below waist height. He just licks the shit out of it. Yeah, when the, I when the I Raiders are on the clock, he's a complete baller, and I take full credit for it. Yeah, when I got here, 
He was licking my microphones. Yeah, he was licking the microphones. He was licking the microphones. He's... Yeah, but we got a Raiders selection is in. Uh, since let me, uh, let me do a couple I have no first. idea what the Raiders oh, need. Thank you for my being job here, is to sit here and record Drew and make it sound always, wonderful. Hold on, I told you to so <laughs> Love this guy. As always, uh, for every year, I like to wish all the mothers out there happy Mother's Day. It was the next Sunday. Don't forget, guys. My mom especially, Mrs. Al Davis especially. So happy Mother's Day to you. So don't forget, guys. Go shopping, all right? Nice. Let's get on with business. With the 44th pick in the 2016 NFL Draft, the mighty, mighty, mighty Oakland Raiders select Jahan Ward, defensive end, Illinois. Keep falling. And I think Detroit's about to steal Jay. My pick, I'm going to call it right now, Jerem Reed to Detroit in the next pick. Yeah, they don't have anybody on the front and don't chew into the microphone. I'll do what I want. <laughs> they haven't had anybody on that front on that front line since they lost Nick Fairley. No, no, they haven't. With Sue gone, with Fairley gone, they're going to need D tackles. That's why they made a stretch for Helote Nada in the offseason. It's <laughs> yeah, his name is Helote, babe. Women, see, guys, some women you just can't explain football names to. They don't get it. For those of you out there who may feel the same, you do yourselves well to watch the Key and Peel skit yeah, on the East vs. West All-Star game. Do yourselves a favor, Google it right now if you don't already know what I'm talking about. It's five minutes of your life that you'll you'll thank me for. Well, hockey players have the absolute worst names to pronounce. I was just say, they have the best names. I'm going to go upstairs right now and watch a sport with normal people's names. Oh, hot! That's hockey. Yeah. <laughs> I remember in high school when I would take girls to Thrasher games. I would always ask them to pronounce Marius Tchaikovsky's name. I would show it to him spelled, <laughs> and I would be like, first. "What does this say?" And that was my high school years. I never got as much enjoyment out of life than listening to women try and pronounce Marius Tchaikovsky. Hang on, now let's take a step back from that comment and let's let's see what that says about Chris. The highlight of his high school yeah. career was getting women to pronounce a hockey player's name. Yeah. Chris, you lived a very tame childhood. Exactly, because that, that's <laughs> as far as the date went. And then I never heard from them again. <laughs> oh, this just in. I've got... I've got news, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. So for those of you that don't know, last night Johnny Manziel was spotted with Justin Bieber's house DJ. He was spotted at a bar last night buying 300 people who were at this club in attendance, shots of fireball. Okay? So, that was last night. He's clearly partying and throwing down. Per Pro Football Talk at 8.07 p.m., 
Johnny Manziel has taken to Twitter and has decided to go off against his critics. These are his quotes. Quote, unquote, you guys act like what I'm doing is something new. I've been the same person doing the same thing since it all started. Another quote, <laughs> made plenty of mistakes along the way, and I have a lot I'll, I'd do differently. To all my family and real friends who have stuck by me, thank you. He is irrelevant. <laughs> this is the guy who had to go to rehab not once but twice. has been fired by a football team, two agents. No, no, let's, and, whoa, and, whoa. and and he's facing charges for domestic for domestic violence. Is this, this these this is you, Johnny? This is who you've been since the very beginning. Well, good. I'm glad we all know that now, so that everyone can stop giving a shit about you. Let, Just go away then. Let's back that up. You said you fired by two agents. Let's remind everyone that one of those agents was Drew Rosenhaus, one of the most prolific agents in NFL history. Exactly. Like the fact that and that guy could not turn your career around, you suck. Not, 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 as, not as an athlete. You suck as just a human being, which is worse. Well, yeah, he hits women, so he is scum. That guy can... Johnny, do, your, do, do yourself and everyone else here, here a favor. Play in the CFL. No, just, just leave. XFL? Just go, man. Just go live AFL. in Amsterdam where none of the press here can follow you. And AFL. just go live your life and party and do whatever the hell it is you want to do. Wouldn't he be fantastic? Because I'm sick of hearing about you. Wouldn't he I be, want you gone. He, wouldn't he be fantastic playing for the Iowa Barnstormers? <laughs> no, I'd much rather see him as a Saskatchewan Rough Rider. Where is he going to party in if he played in Iowa? For the Barnstormers. <laughs> what party? Come out to Johnny Manziel's cornfield party. Johnny Manziel, dude, that sounds like my high school experience. <laughs> Growing up in the middle of nowhere. Man, I cannot wait to talk, just to talk to... I'm curious to see what, you know, I can't wait to talk with some of these picks, you know, to talk some of these picks over that have happened, and especially the Bills picks, with people we know, my friends, other podcasters, specifically you know, the guys from AFC East Bros., we will have Kyle on our show on Wednesday. But Gary Smith, I'm interested to see what he thinks about this because we just, these two picks seemingly wait, set our wait, defense up wait, on two different fronts. Wait, let's stop. He, let's not refer to him as Gary Smith. Let's refer to him as Yokozuna because <laughs> I will not let that go. All I know is that <clears throat> I want to know what people out there think about this because I think that We've addressed our defensive line. Now we've addressed our depth, our lack of depth at linebacker over this offseason. That was a position of weakness that now looks like a strength of our team, all things being even. And now safety is really the only hole. If we can pick up depth at that position somewhere in this draft, I would consider this to be a home run. Now, the Titans were just on the board and took Derrick Henry with their second second-round pick. This worries me because I'm I'm just not liking any of these picks that the Titans are making. They've had a ton of picks, you know, with their trade down. But I just don't know what they're doing. You, you would know? think they could build up their linebacking core and defensive line. They mm -hmm. lost Zach Brown. Mm -hmm. The defensive tackles are deep. 
in this draft. Build your de- defense wins championships. Build so your to defense. see them draft a, a running back in the second round when they just took DeMarco Murray, I don't know that that does any favors for them. I just don't. Oh, Ashawn Robinson. There we go. Detroit taking Ashawn Robinson. My man. We were just talking about Detroit lacking depth on that defensive line and how that's going to be something that they're looking to rebuild. Well, here we go. Here we go. I think that's Ryan Kelly there with him. Here we go. Man, you know, good for him. I always feel bad for the guys who show up and have to sit. You know, they come, they sit in the green room, and then they just fall out of the first round and they got to come back the second day. You always feel bad for those guys. I remember that there was a time, Chris, and maybe you remember. I mean, I think the first person that I really remember it happening to, and it being a big deal, was Brady Quinn. I think Brady Quinn was the first guy that I saw sitting in the green room and just people were waiting and waiting and waiting. And he didn't even fall that far. Is If I think he was still a first-round draft pick, wasn't he? Brady Quinn, yeah. I think he was like 24. Yeah, because the Browns traded back up into the first round to get him. But for a while there, it looked like he was going to fall out of the first round completely. And he was the only kid still sitting in the green room. So back in the early 2000s, they found a way to only invite people who are going to be picked in the first round. I feel like that shows you how fluid the draft has become and how much of a crapshoot who's going to get picked where really becomes at this point. So now you see that it's more and more common. Tonight we had probably 15 guys sitting in the green room. Eh, It's a stretch. 10 to 15 guys, I'll say, sitting in the green room who hadn't been drafted yet. But in reality, that never used to happen. It used to be a big story if you were still there waiting in the green room and you were getting into the high 20s because people were like, "Uh uh-oh. Uh oh, he came. He's going to be so embarrassed. And then someone usually swooped in and saved him. But now it's a common occurrence. Last year it was Geno Smith. Yep. Second round, people that show up to the draft are dropping out to the, uh, hanging out into the second round. Not just, uh. What do you think it is that causes that? Is it because athletes don't want to be bothered showing up? Is it because they don't think appearing at the draft is that big of a deal anymore? I would if I think if I was a football player and I was highly touted, I wouldn't want to be at the draft. Why? I would rather be at home with family, watching it. That <sighs> just just plays to my skill set. Um, plays to your skill set of being a hermit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is my. That is what I am, a hermit. Uh, I just actually just sent a tweet over to our, our good friend Gary Smith of AFC East Bros podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. I tweeted to him, we are shitting ourselves in our Yokozuna-style diapers. Lawson and Ragland, Mm -hmm. hashtag Bills Mafia. All right, so right now the Seattle Seahawks just traded with the Chicago Chicago Bears. So they're at the 49th pick now where the Bills should have been. Is Chicago actually going to draft anyone? I don't think so. I think Chicago's plan is to trade down and collect more picks. Collect so basically they want to keep trading down until they've amassed just an in, like a whole slew of fifth and sixth round seventh round picks. That way, when they all bust, they can be like, "Well, you know, we were drafting late in the draft, but but look at how many we got. Look at how many picks we have." <laughs> Maybe their hope is to blanket the fifth, sixth, and seventh rounds and just hope that one of them turns into Tom Brady. 
Just take every quarterback who's left there and pray he becomes Tom Brady. Speaking of trades, we're sitting here at the tail end of the second round, and the, the, the New Orleans Saints have just traded up to take safety Von Bell with New England's second second-round pick. Now, all, I'm sure all of you are asking, why do they need that? They have Jarius Bird making $8 million a year. That should be enough to get you to the Super Bowl, right? Uh, yeah. Jarius Bird, <laughs> he is a phenomenal safety, just eating away the New Orleans Saints salary cap. <laughs> the salary cap and the morale of everyone around him. That guy sucks. I'm so happy he's not here anymore. Now... Folks, we got a treat, a real treat. We got Doug Roloski in the Back house. again. He's Round back. two. <laughs> Round two. <laughs> He's back here to talk draft. So, Doug, through two rounds. Okay, now Doug was here last night with me. He got to see me trashed and stumbling all over myself as we celebrated the Shaq Lawson pick. I called the first sex, sex picks correctly. Yeah, it's your fault I was drunk. Yeah, I was 6-0. and oh. We were betting shots on picks, and every time he called the first six in a row, and I just kept fucking it up, and next thing you know, I'm drunk. <laughs> Go figure. Hammered. So, first off, let's just, I, I want to point out a couple things to you, and I want to get your take on them. First off, Jaron Reed picked at number 49. He would have been there for the Buffalo Bills. Now, should the Bills have stayed put and taken Reed over Ragland? I don't think so, and here's why. Last night they got their guy in Lawson. Okay, he's your he's your end. He's going to be our outside linebacker. You're going to be able to move him anywhere on the line. You add him with Hughes down there and Williams and Darius and Bryant. I think the best move for them was to draft up and get a linebacker who's available. And if Whaley, what he said was correct, you know, Raglan was number one on their board at that time. You know what I mean? Yeah. He went with it. He went with a thumper. You're going to have him and Preston Brown out there on the same time. You're going to have Preston Brown as the mic. You're going to have, you know, Raglan as the will. He can do that. And it is going to be good luck running on them. They're going to really need to count on, though, Lawson for pressure on the outside and Hughes. Hughes is going to have to be that guy again. He's going to have to. Now, I saw a stat on, um, it was on Buffalo Rumblings. I saw a statistic. They were talking about how, for as much as people talk about stopping the pass, the run is what wins football games. Everyone who played the Patriots, and it was over. It was actually over on patspulpit.com. It was a comment from a poster talking about how he analyzed the statistics and found that the Patriots won every single game that they rushed for more than 100 yards. In the Tom Brady era... Well, last season they did. And in the Tom Brady era, they've only lost a handful of games if they rush for more than 100 yards. I mean, if you th- think about this, their last Super Bowl run when they beat Seattle, okay? Think of that playoff run and the teams they beat. Who was, besides Brady, because Brady is Brady, who was their hottest player on offense? It was Blunt. Mm-hmm. Blunt had 300 yard rushing games in a row before the Super Bowl. Blunt, okay. Blunt he, single-handedly destroyed the Indianapolis Colts. He did. He ran the ball down their throat. That's what they do. If they can do that with Brady, he's absolute, they're absolutely right. You know, mm-hmm. you need a running game. Name a team who's won a Super Bowl lately mm-hmm. who hasn't had a running game. Who hasn't had a running game. I would have to say it'd probably have to be the Saints. 
Yeah. I'd say the Saints. Yeah, the Saints really – well, until they figured out how to use um, – god damn it. What's his name from Alabama? Sean Alexander. No. Yeah, Sean In- Alexander. Ingram wasn't on the team. Ingram – Wasn't on the team when they won the Super Bowl. Oh, I know. Not when they won the Super Bowl, but they just recently revitalized their Oh, right, game. right, yeah. But that's what it takes. Yeah, that's it what it takes. You can't throw the ball all the time because no. teams – it's like in college. People assume like, oh, well – with all these spread offenses, the teams they can, the teams that can throw the ball all over the place, like Baylor, they should win the championship every year. But they don't. You want to know why? Because if you can take away that pass with a good enough scheme, it doesn't matter. You still have to run the football because then, if you, let's say you miss on three passes in a row, now your defense is back on the field. Your defense get the Eagles found it out the hard way under Chip Kelly. If your offense, this high tempo offense, fails. Your defense gets tired really, really quick. And then you're gassed. You're done. The, the other team will carve you up and hang on to the ball and milk the clock. And your offense, if you're behind, you can't come back like that. Well, it's like you just said, too, and that's emotion. I mean, you know, you have these teams who are running the ball and doing everything like that to go on deep playoff runs. And, you know, it builds your point up. Those draft picks that the Bills just did, those guys, especially Raglan, Mm-hmm. Run stoppers, tackle for loss. Good luck mm-hmm. running on them. I want to point out both Reggie Raglan and Shaq Lawson, SEC and ACC, right? Shaq. Those two divisions played for the title. So clearly they're good divisions. You want to go source, and that's why we've picked so often out of the SEC and out of the ACC. It makes sense, right? It makes sense. You makes go sense. to the divisions that win titles. But Shaq Lawson, this year, ACC Defensive Player of the Year. Twelve mm-hmm. and a half sacks, second in the nation. Twenty-five tackles for a loss. Reggie Raglan, <laughs> SEC Reggie. Defensive Player of the Year. Can I say we Reggie? targeted can I say the Reggie two best did. players on defense from each of the divisions that played for the title? How is that a bad? How is that a bad way to go about scouting? Can I say Reggie BBC Raglan? Is that allowed to say? Can I say that? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be a thumper. That's what I hear. I'm going to get my jersey as soon as they give him a number. I'm getting my jersey. And how do you see all that fitting together? Like they're that front. Well, you got Preston Brown, Zach, or Preston Brown, Zach, Zach I Brown. Picture, you know, you know Raglan. what I picture is them working out because Zach Brown's an athletic guy and he gets around. I see him playing more of a nickelbacker role. And what they're going to do is rotate your Preston Brown and your Reggie Raglan. I think they bring in Reggie Raglan because they think he's smart enough to understand. And I don't mean to knock Preston Brown. But the thing against him last season was that he couldn't communicate well enough and understand the complicated scheme that it took to get down what Ryan was trying to say and then communicate it to everybody fast enough. You just inherited a middle linebacker that was running a Nick Saban defense. That's the closest thing that you're going to get in college to a pro defense. And it's not even an easy pro defense. It's a complicated defense. That's why Alabama's constantly in the title consideration because their defense is awesome. But you got to understand something too. I but mean, so this if, is... well, but hang on, let me finish. So, if you've got Reggie Ragland, you're drafting him because you know that you can stick him into the middle of a complicated defense, and he can communicate that to his fellow players, and that he's confident in his own abilities to play that role. He and Preston Brown kind of play the same role, but if they don't, if they're not confident in Preston Brown, I could see them using him as a change of pace linebacker. But I see Reggie Ragland as having way more upside than Brown. You, you got to realize something, though, as Bills fans. We can't expect these two kids to come in right away and be all pros. We can't expect Raglan to lead 
the defense right away. You, that normally doesn't happen. They got Preston Brown here. They have, thank God, they have three solid quality guys on the defensive line already, which is going to be such a help for Shaq Lawson because all the pressure is not going to be on him. It's mm-hmm. not. Just like Raglan, the pressure is not going to be on him. He's a two-time defensive captain for the Tide. Okay, He was the leader of that defense. He was the quarterback of that defense. He called the plays. He was the captain. He doesn't have to have that pressure either here. You know what I mean? This is going to be mm-hmm. Preston Brown's third year. Okay, They're ready to rock and roll. They can come in nice and easy, ready to work. But we can as a fan base. I mean, I just think it's unrealistic for them two to come in here and just be studs right off the bat. Well, one of the things last night Doug Whaley had spoke after the first round and uh, had said that um, Shaq Lawson was going to be a day one starter. Uh, you can find his interview on buffalobills.com. He walks in day one starter opposite Jerry Hughes. So he can set the edge from the outside. He can rush speed to power. And that gives us two nice rushers off the edge. And then you got to push it in the middle with our defensive tackles. So I think this is, again, a guy that – has the versatility, like you said, too. Also, when we go nickel or sub, he can go inside and use his quickness on those interior offensive linemen. So I, I know Coach is ecstatic about it just because of what he brings. First day coming in off the bus, he's starting, and uh, his mind's going crazy on different ways he can use them. I mean, just think of this right now. Think of what he just said. Think of this defensive line when they're pumped up and the Ralph is going nuts. Think of Darius on a five technique, Kyle Williams on a five technique, and Shaq Lawson moving to the left, moving to the right, going to wherever. They're going to be able to move guys around like mad because guess what? Shaq Lawson has done it. Darius has done it. Kyle Williams has done it. Mm -hmm. It's going to be outstanding when these guys finally click. It's going to be great to see. It's a nice upgrade at that position from somebody who's 32 years old. Can I just point out the fact that <laughs> Delaney Walker, right, savior of my fantasy football season. What is he wearing? He's wearing a Technicolor dream coat. He's wearing a gold, blue, and purple shimmery jacket. What? I don't get that. I don't know what's more nuts. I've seen – no, 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 no. You missed it before. I was laughing so hard I was crying and Chris had to pause everything. Sean Robinson, big, nasty MFer with a beard, and he's supposed to come in and be your power D tackle. And had, then they and then they they show the camera down towards his feet. He had Ashley Schaefer loafers on. He's Ashley wearing loafers Schaefer. with buckles, loaf like boat shoes with buckles on them, and high. D- Doug, he was wearing floods. The man was wearing floods. He's six foot five, wearing floods. It looks like he was wearing a pair of my pants. Two pants. And they were white. And they were white. A a dark blue jacket with white pants that only come down to the middle of his goddamn shin. Yeah. Oh my god. I can't believe we're going to take the show to this level, but I'm just going to throw it out there. Did anyone else see what Ezekiel Elliott was wearing yesterday? It's the way he played. He didn't wear a midsection to any of his jerseys. I don't care. I don't want to see it. I don't care what you want. The ninety-five percent of people who watch the NFL draft, Doug, male, Doug. I don't want to see that man, Doug. People well, don't care what you think. Let me ask: Did either of you gentlemen watch Sports Center this morning? Nope. Sorry, I, have I a did. Job. Uh, I have a job. Excuse me. I was watching it at work. Thank I have you. a job, except I'm off every Friday. I watched it this morning. They Sports Center took time out of the day, and they had a fashion expert on and talked I saw about that. Talked about 
fashion at the draft. What are we go? What are why, we coming up to? Why do we need that? I mean, I, I just don't. I just don't get where we're going. Let's play sports. Let's play football. I don't want. I don't care what you're wearing. Come on. You know what I mean? And oh, did you guys see that? Did you guys see that Twitter feed and Instagram about the new Miami Dolphins logo? It had, uh, <laughs> it, had a do- it had a dolphin with a gas mask. Yeah, I, ap- I appreciate I that. I told Drew earlier in the show that uh, with that photo coming out, uh, especially December 24th, Christmas, there's going to be a huge spike in gas mask sales around here. I would go to that game <laughs> wearing a gas mask. <laughs> I need a gas, gas mask, mask right now. <laughs> yeah, Drew has just been ripping ace <laughs> over here. Listen, it's all that damn cheese dip. Oh my god! Wow, I gotta get up. Did you just see the run on safeties that just went? Four of the last five picks, safeties or corners. Unbelievable! Hey guys, right if now. anyone asks, I'm going to wipe. <laughs> he said he's going to rewipe. I mean, you got are you how you feel about this draft so far? I mean, you got you got to like it. Two front seven guys. I I I guessed Raglan when we traded up, and Drew and I were talking about it. I said it's going to be. It's got to be Raglan. And Drew had even said, Baltimore's up next. They need a linebacker. They took a linebacker. Mm-hmm. I, I think Raglan's an uh, excellent pick. A lot, they're one of our friends from the AFC East Bros podcast, Gary Smith, had said on our podcast maybe maybe a month ago, he said, I don't see Reggie Raglan getting past Miami at 13. Right. And he slips all the way down to the second, and we trade up and get him, and that's definitely a need and we've got a lot of versatility at linebacker with Raglan and the signing of Zach Brown football player not guitar player and I think our I, chicken fried guy chicken fried guy and apparently that's what Rob Bryan is supposed to be working with is our linebackers right and you know he's Preston Brown Zach Brown Reggie Raglan and he you know he's got a plethora of people to work with here I just like the fact that they went with Two need players, and both players are pretty safe picks. You know what I mean? Shaq Lawson produced, and they won a crap load of games at Clemson. Okay, Reggie Ragland, two-time defensive captain, starter on that solid defense in the SEC, national championship winner. I like the picks. There's literally no risk. I mean, with the exception of this injury to the shoulder of Shaq Lawson, when he already said that he doesn't know what they're talking about. Okay, and here, what kind of injury? Have you ever heard of a player saying, uh, wait a minute, mm, I'm going to have surgery next year. I'm going to get through a full season with it. That's no, no, they they asked uh, they asked Doug Whaley last night about the injury, buffalobills.com. Medical staff cleared him, said he can play. Now, if something happens, it's, it's, it's going to happen. But it's nothing that uh, we're, we're really worried about or we wouldn't have taken him. We got complete faith in our medical staff and they signed off on them so we're excited to have them i mean you said it right there they're doing their due diligence they're looking at everything like that okay he was rarely ever hurt all right he played through it i mean again like i said before i've never heard of a guy gonna nah, i'll play through the whole year that i'll have surgery it just doesn't happen in football and with raglan how weird is it 24 hours before the draft comes out they say he has an enlarged aorta in his heart come on now that that report is just—it's ridiculous. Who's, who put their name on that report? Bleacher, Bleacher Report. Yeah, Bleacher Report. Put not that the out same there. people that put out JPP's hand photos. No, Bleacher Report put that out there. Now all of a sudden, after you know being a 
basically an All-American the last two seasons, never coming off the field and anything like that. Now all of a sudden he's got an enlarged heart. It just doesn't make sense. There's a lot. There's a lot of the smoke screens that you see coming around the draft. I think it was yesterday. I think it was yesterday we were talking about the scouts were talking about Eli Apple that he couldn't cook. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I know the the one. Un- I make millions of dollars now. I have my own chef. And here's the thing: it was an unnamed scout. I hate They're that. All unnamed. Put a scouts. name on it. I mean, this is just. This could be some guy. In friggin' Albuquerque, New Mexico, just putting stuff up on the internet saying, you know what, let's see if I can get it going. Puts it up on the internet, oh, unnamed scout, oh my god, this has got to be true. You know what I mean? The social media aspect of this and all the reports, it, it hurts some of these guys. It really does. You know, it's not like it's back in the day. But it's just, I mean, some of this stuff, come on. The guy can't cook, so he's going to be a bust. That's a red flag. Are you kidding me? That's a red flag. You know, you know who I remember always having a good uh, eating style was um, Todd Maranovich. Todd Maranovich. Oh, maybe he can cook for Eli Apple Lost. since his his dad was pushed all his the diet on and failed as a quarterback. Speaking of food, I was just listening to an interview. Phil Hansen was on the radio. Remember Ted Washington? Yes, Ted Washington, nose tackle. Very, very big man. Yes. You know what he does now? He has to own something. He is a multimillionaire. He owns over 14 Popeye's chicken. 14 of them. In what section of the country? Down south. Okay. Down south. He owes 14 of them. Multimillionaire. Smart man. I got to get in the chicken business then. Dude, come on. Think about it. I gotta stop making. I gotta stop manufacturing beer equipment and get on get in on that chicken business, like oh, like a, like Champ Kind. Champ Kind. I like yeah. that reference. Look at you. I bring the chicken references all the time. Hey, not too bad. Champ. I read. What's the name of that place in the movie? In my my. What's Champ's Chicken? restaurant called I have no idea because that movie that movie is probably the worst thing ever put to film if anyone out there hasn't seen Anchorman 2 yet for the love of God don't he's halfway through you're gonna wish you would just (laughs) gouge your eyes out instead Dorothy Mantooth I'm gonna bring she's a saint I'll I'll get Anchorman 2 drops for our next podcast on Wednesday I, well, while the Browns were making picks in this year's draft, I was actually just off taking the Browns to the Super Bowl. But I was close enough to the table that I could hear these clowns out here talking. One thing I want to bring up, these quote-unquote anonymous reports from unnamed sources, it's not an accident. I'd say a healthy 80% of what floats around days before the draft now, the Laramie Tunsil thing aside, that's character assassination, and nobody wants to dirty their hands with that. But a lot of this weird medical stuff that comes out the day before or the day of the draft that pushes guys down, that's driven by scouts of the team that want him to force guys farther down the draft board so that they have an opportunity to pick him. It could be it could be like uh, preemptive sabotage yeah, you're for saying, a good way. You know, Think about it. I've done it. I've done it in a fantasy football draft. My buddy James, <laughs> Potter, no, my buddy James Potter will flat out agree with me. I told him, I go watch. I go. I told him, I go name a player you really like, 
And if I, I'll tell you whether or not I want him. So he came back the season before he got killed in the championship game by the running back from the Panthers, D'Angelo Williams. So the next year, I told him, D'Angelo Williams went off towards the end of last year. I bet you I can force him into the second round and you need to take him. I walked in. It took me probably a half hour of just spreading misinformation, but casually, just in conversation, not meaning to. Like, hey, guys, I just mentioned him. Like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I heard a couple of his linemen are out and – you know, he's he's everyone says he's he does he looks slow, so I don't know. I just don't feel good about him. It's smoke and mirrors. And because I said that, he dropped. D'Angelo Williams dropped to the second round and my buddy drafted him. It turns out that year it blew up in his face and D'Angelo Williams did in fact suck. But the fact is is all it takes is a little misinformation, somebody putting a bug in somebody else's ear, and people change their minds. People are human, you know, they get nervous. This is a big thing. So whether you're a fantasy football GM or you're a real GM, you have to look at it from a standpoint of I'm making what I think is the best decision for my team. And if I find out some last-minute information, it can't help but create some doubt. I can't help it. The first time I did the sabotage like that in fantasy football, just like that, my little cousin was playing with us. I was in high school. You know how I talked up? Hmm. I talked him up all day. Quincy Carter. Oh, my God. <laughs> he took him in, like, the second round. You're an ass. <laughs> Quincy Carter, number 17, Dallas So we talked a lot, you know, these guys talked a lot about over the last few minutes about Shaq Lawson. Shaq. And everything that he's going to bring to our team. I mean, I love this pick. It's going to help us fill the void left by Mario and gives us a player that's not going to quit on us. He, does, he goes hard every play. We've even got great reviews in this pick from some of the draft pundits, which almost never happens to the Bills front office. I believe we got an A on ESPN. We yeah. also got an A on NFL.com. Well, listen, this is what Mike Mayock had to say about the pick. Let's take a closer look at Lawson now at Clemson. Again, he usually played against the left tackle, whether it was three-man or four-man fronts, up or down. Explosive first step, quick off the edge. Relentless motor. He will get to the quarterback. If you pull the football down, he'll get home. Up, under, spin. Again, in the run game, violent and tough. There's the bench press. Eyes in the backfield. Control your guy. Set a physical edge. Finish. Jack Lawson's a football player. That says it all right there. Mike Mayock. Mike NFL Mayock. Ne- NFL Network. Now, it's, it's nice to get national praise finally for good I, picks. Now, I just want to break and point out that Maurice Jones-Drew just came out to announce Jacksonville's pick. He looks like Gary Coleman. That suit looked like it was that <laughs> suit looks like it was his dad's suit that he put on. What? Who dressed that man? It he, just goes. Who by dressed that man before he left? MJD. Did nobody tell him that he looked like he was wearing his dad's clothes? He looked like he was as tall as the podium, barely. <laughs> did you guys see him on uh, NF? Did you see him on the NFL Network the other day when no. he was at Cal? No. He was talking to. Um, or not, Cal. When he was at UCLA with Miles Jack, he's talking to Miles Jack, and they did the whole back on campus thing. Like Deion Sanders went back to Florida State, and so MJD goes back to uh, where do you go? Where you go? Yeah, it was UCLA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ucla. He, go, he goes back to <laughs> he goes back to UCLA. Ucla. And he's talking to this kid, and he's eating like a taco. <laughs> he's eating a taco as he's doing the interview. I swear to God, you can look it up, YouTube it. He's eating a taco. And he's just letting the kid talking, and the cameraman backs up on him, and you see MJD just wave his hand like, keep talking, kid. Keep talking. And he just keeps <laughs> shoving it in, keeps shoving it in. He's gone. He's let himself go, Drew. 
They all have. Dante Culpepper stepped up to the podium. He looked like he was 400 pounds. He, uh, Doug, Doug, he looked like you ate somebody else. Can, can we try here? How good are you at getting people on the phone? Can we try and get maybe like Jamarcus Russell to join the show one time? I mean, he already wants to play for Wait, free. He'd probably you, do it for free. You mean if we offered it? You know what? We'll offer him a steak dinner if and he comes purple on the drink. show. And do they still have Sizzler? I'll offer to take him for barbecue. Kentucky Greg's is right around the corner, Doug. The Doug, BBQ. Doug, I could hit a golf ball and hit Kentucky Greg's from here. Stop it. No, I'm not. Nobody kidding. knows what Kentucky Greg's is. Kentucky listening. Greg's is all you need to know. It's barbecue. Well, as long as I know my mom doesn't know about it, does your mom know about it? Because those are our only two listeners. Is your mom a football fan? She is. She's also hot. Ooh, wait, <laughs> Drew, how could you? Is she? I don't know. It's my mother. Drew? I include the fifth. Like B. Arthur hot or like Goldie Hawn hot? Like Susan Sarandon, but in a nice dress hot. Thigh master. Want... Sorry, dude. Sorry. Let's... <laughs> Get back to football. Did you see who is making the Bills third round pick announcement, though? No. It is number 70, Eric Wood. He is in what? Chicago. He is announcing the Bills' third-round pick. Oh, I can't wait to see Are this. Are they doing that for, like, hang every on. round? Now, hang on. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten picks before we go. Now, let's take a look at who's left here. Now, here's a sleeper I want to bring up, and I want your opinion on it. As much as I hate, hate Oregon University, we might be able to, in the seventh round, pick up Vernon Adams Jr. That kid, to me, he's a JUCO transfer to a major team. He never dipped. His production just got better as he played more football. Vernon Adams Jr. strikes me as the type of quarterback that you take late and you stick behind a guy like Tyrod for a few years, and you see if he's got it. You what think happened, really? What happened th- to your boner? For Kevin Hogan. Oh no, I still want Kevin Hogan too, but I think you take two quarterbacks. You really think you really think they take one of those guys over Connor Cook? I don't know what happens, but I'll tell you this, if Connor Cook is still there, there's a reason for it. There's a reason every team is passing on Connor Cook. All the guy does is win and throw touchdowns. Unless he's playing Alabama, in which case he does nothing no. except for suck, throw picks. Well who and then did cry. well versus Alabama? Give me two quarterbacks who did well versus Alabama. Nick Marshall. Chad I, Kelly beat him. Chad Kelly. I think Doug is talking about this season. Okay, Chad Kelly. Not Nick Marshall from two and a half years, um, two years ago. Who's the quarterback right now for, he's the quarterback, he's going to come out next year for Clemson. Because he looked good in that championship game, he did. Oh, I forget that guy's name. Yeah. Because I, I don't watch college football as much as you two. Who Who doesn't? Love Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson looked great. You shut your mouth. Deshaun Watson looked fantastic against Alabama. The problem with that was Alabama pulled their sack out and put it on the table. They scored a touchdown and then went with an onside kick in the middle of the third quarter to get the ball back because they towards the end of the third quarter because they realized we have to get momentum. He's a poor man's Taj Boyd, and look what Taj Boyd's doing now. Europe. He's stocking shelves at Target. He's no longer with the Jets. 
She's no longer with anybody. The anywhere. Jets. Oh, thank God the Jets took Hackenberg. Oh, that's so. That makes me feel so good. Like I said, we tweeted our friends over at AFC East Bros, and I had to tell them that every single player that I thought sucked in this draft is ending up on the Jets roster. It just puts me in a good mood. Hey, Jets fans, think of this. Week one, Geno Smith as your starting Smith, quarterback. Ryan Fitzpatrick Unless, flat out said that he does not that, that he'll retire rather um, than not retire, but he just won't play if if it means trying to play for the amount of money that we should probably get squares going of who is going to punch Geno this preseason. I bet you it's the trainer. Now her name's going to be Helen. Now hear me out here. <laughs> He is going to get the wrong type of ice bag, and he's going to threaten her, and she's just going to karate chop him right in the face. Boom. Judo chop. Done. And then it'll be Hackenberg. Hack attack. Unbelievable, <laughs> man. If I was a Jets fan, I would be disgusted. But they, they did draft a 225-pound linebacker. Nice job. Darren oh, yeah. Lee. Darren Drew Lee. Hates Darren Lee. Look at the rage in Drew's eyes. I just The guy is Keith Ellison 2.0. He can suck my ass. Keith Ellison. Everyone likes to talk up the fact that he's, oh, he's small and he's fast and he's your prototypical guy and blah, blah, blah. What they fail to mention is that Pro Football Focus pointed it out. His passing grades, like for pass coverage, his pass coverage grades are a negative 3.2. That's terrible, right? He's got a negative pass coverage grade. And he's basically one-dimensional. And then he, Doug, half of his tackles got broken. But yeah. even not the hang on, but not even the ones that got broken. He missed out of seventy-two attempted tackles. Now, mind you, that's a problem for anybody. Is if one of your li- interior linebackers is only attempting seventy-two tackles? Can we get a fashion expert on that child on stage wearing a untucked, untucked, untucked your shirt and boo, boo this man, <laughs> boo? <laughs> so they um they they proved that Darren Lee. Has his missed tackle rate was sixteen point six percent. Okay, Reggie Ragland had twelve, right? But that he missed twenty three tackles out of two hundred and twenty eight tackle attempts. Okay, Reggie Ragland was at the point of attack constantly, and he missed twenty two of them. This guy only attempted seventy seventy two, and he missed twelve. Can, let me ask you this. He it, takes bad angles on the football. He doesn't have that football instinct yet. So if you think that you can coach him up to maybe someday, damn it, Darian Thompson was the guy I was hoping would fall to the Bills. Son of a bitch. All right, you just went fucked up New my draft. He went to the New York Giants. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Wait, Wait let me just point this out. Because Steve Weatherford, former Giants punter, just introduced the uh, selection for the Giants. Mm-hmm. Did he not look... Like the um, manager from Super Club? No, he actually, you know, he actually... He actually he, is the manager of Super he Club. He actually is. Actually, I heard he's doing Australian porn now. <laughs> he looks like the dude... Good eye, Mike. He looks like the dude that plays the Super Club manager in Employee of the Month. <laughs> I love that movie, but that I is hate a good it movie. at the same time. Drew, let me ask you this. Is there absolutely any way... That this day can get better for the Bills right now. Um. Well, they could take Connor Cook with this pick. They could also take you, a safety, but the problem is the safeties that are left, I feel like, would be reaches at this point. Can I throw a scenario out there for you? Sure. I want to throw this out there. 
Let's just say this happens. I want to say, is, is it good or is it bad? Let's just say the Bills right now trade their third-round pick this year and their second-round pick next year to the Jets right now mm-hmm. for Wilkerson. Not only is that absurd, we couldn't afford him. He wants money. He wants Darius money. He said it. He wants Darius money. Coming off a broken leg? But And when I saw that, I'll say this. For as much as I hate the Jets, when I saw him go down, I'm at the stadium, and I see him rolling around on the ground grabbing his leg, and they had to cart him off, I felt bad because that guy, more than anybody, deserves to get paid. So to find out that, like, to hear that his career might get derailed because he's in a ridiculous contract dispute. Right. Over the, and then they're going to say, well, you were injured, and they're going to try to use it as leverage. It's bullshit. So, Their front office, McKagan, everyone looks at all the Jets fans. Every Jets fan I talk to likes to talk about how smart McKagan is and how great he is at everything, and he's, he's going to revitalize this roster. Recognize the fact that Muhammad Wilkerson has been there and done it for you guys. Marcel Darius was been there and did it for us, so we found the money for him. Are you shocked that more players have not been traded? This draft? I'm surprised. Like, I'm talking you like know, Bradford, Kaepernick. I thought Anthony Davis. I thought yeah. Anthony Davis from the 49ers was going to get moved. I really did. Didn't you tweet that to Sal? Yeah, I did. I sent out a tweet this week to Sal Carpaccio because as soon as I heard that he was demanding a trade, my question became, can we go out and get him and find a way to make his contract work? Can we get him to rework a contract, a long-term deal with us, for a fifth-round pick? Because if so, we could pick up that starting right tackle and not have to burn draft capital. And that would just set us up. That would set us up to have the nastiest offensive line in the division. See, I've questioned uh, us getting a tackle in this draft because, I mean, what's our cap situation next year? Are we going to pay Tyrod? We have a lot of cap, but I think it's by default we have a lot of cap because they expect to be paying Glenn. They expect to be paying. Was it they have fifty one million right next year? Fifty one million, but they expect to be paying both Glenn Gilmore. That Gilmore, they expect to be paying Tyrod, but they're still going to have some change left over. I think that it's 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 got to be either draft or you got to go out there in free agency and make not even free agency. You got to go make a trade. You got to go trade for a guy who's on a roster who you think is up and coming that a team maybe knows they can't afford. Kind of like what the Patriots did this offseason. This is why the Patriots are so good at what they do. Trading away Chandler Jones. They knew that they saw what Olivier Vernon got. Vernon's resume isn't what Chandler Jones's resume is. For Jonathan Cooper. So what they did was they took no, they took a guy who was touted as the best guards prospect in NFL history. Mm-hmm. They got him. They also don't they don't have to worry about paying Chandler Jones. And you know what they're going to do? They they went out and they drafted D-line. And that's what they're going to keep doing is they're going to keep building up that team and they're just going to say, "Listen, we're going to stay within the boundaries of our cap and next year they're probably going to have enough cap room to make a big splash in free agency." Yeah, what do we go with our pick here? I know, guys, we're 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 picks away. Yeah, who do we who do we you got Got to be a quarter. Got to be a quarterback. Got to be the quarterback. What if Chicago takes Connor Cook right now? Connor Cook. I could see that. I mean, they've obviously they got <laughs> they've amassed they got picks. They got Cutler. They've traded down twice. They traded down twice. They got Cutler. Do they still have uh, Dan Lefevre? <laughs> he's the only. <laughs> he's the only quarterback. <laughs> Dan Lefevre. Oh my God. Jonathan Are, Bullard. 
Aren't you guys excited? I'm pulling Bullard's these names out. Bullard's a good out? player. I like I do, that. I do appreciate it. I do like him. I pull these old names out. I like the fact Just he... like last time I was on here. What did I do? What did I use? A Jason Daw reference? Oh, yeah. A, I forgot what I did. What reference that was. What you did was he gave me that look. That look right there. Guys, if you could see Doug's hair right now. Devontae Booker's still there, huh? It's the hair that you would expect on a guy who might sidle up next to a woman at a bar and offer to buy her two drinks and then take her out to his car in the parking lot. Here's the thing. Before I got married. He was that guy. He was offering to take girls to the car in the parking lot. Was one of them my wife? And listen, that no, was wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I He's... met you. Okay. So I didn't know, so I would respect you now. But here's the thing. Sometimes you just got to go in there. I just got to do it. Sometimes <laughs> you just got to go do it, man. Doug's hair is a walking sexual harassment case. Like <laughs> you know, His hair is sexual harassment in and of itself. It just know, makes me uncomfortable. I don't, the, even here in my own home, I don't. I, I just don't here's feel. The thing you want to be real about and everything. Does this hair sexual harass people? Sure, sometimes. You know, it's not going in there. You know, punching the dirt star with your tongue. I'm not talking about that. That's not what we're talking about. Okay, but the hair, it's kind of the thing. Like with this hair, I should be playing in the NHL. No big deal. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, we refer to Doug as the Dancing Bear Roloski. He's, prob- he's probably he's probably upwards of 280 pounds, but if you get him on skates, you wouldn't know the, <laughs> the way he moves. Kenyon, Kenyon Drake. Drake, Alabama to the Dolphins. The Dolphins took Kenyon Drake. Oh my God! Hey, wow. real quick, just real quick here. For Shot the, in the dark. Real quick here for the Bills. Um, I'm taking a peek here. Andrew Billings, nose tackle from Baylor, the strongest player in the draft is if still he's there. He's still there when the clock comes to us. I could see them wanting a true nose tackle. Do you, do you take him, and that means your five technique is always going to be Darius or Kyle Williams. Who do you and see on the board that could take Billings? Mm, Oakland, Cleveland, no, Scott, Cleveland, Cleveland, New England. No, Cleveland last year took that Samoan kid from Washington. New England, Cleveland. That's about New it. New England could. Philly runs a 4-3. I don't yeah, think, that's I, it. That's a shot, man. Billings might be there. If that happens, this wow. draft has been a home run. Billings. Oh, wow, Billings and is Oh, there. Kansas City might take him, though. This would be, well, no, they just took D-line. Yeah, they did. Let's see. What do they do? Let's see. What, what else, Doug? What, what other positions are we looking at? What else? We're not. I don't think. I think they're done at linebacker. Okay. I think you're looking at corner. You're looking at safety. I'm not looking at corner. I'm looking Kendall at Kendall Fuller. What's out there and say eh, Kendall Fuller? You Kendall Fuller. Think I of the like pedigree. him. Think I like the, him, but okay. we've got two starting corners already. You need a three. Okay, so we got rid of him because we got rid of McKelvin and Ron Brooks. I can see them taking Braxton Miller. Ooh, I can Why see Braxton Miller. That's like another, it's like another Percy Harvin. Yep. Farrell Cooper, Braxton Miller, both there. Braxton Miller's a little bit taller than Farrell Cooper. Braxton Miller's 6'1", 201. And Farrell Cooper's a little bit thicker. He's 5'11", 203. Farrell Cooper, you have told me this. Mm-hmm. Beast. Beast. But Braxton Miller, I mean, think of what Mike He's Mayock said about athlete. him. He caught everything at the Senior Bowl. Yep. Everything. You know? Mm-hmm. Wow, there are some good well, receivers. How is, how out is there. his route running? And we need a true number two. 
I think we just have a bunch of slot with with Bob Woods, and I don't even know who our other receivers See, are. Past the that. thing about is Braxton Miller. The thing about Amandola? Robert Woods is that Robert Woods is probably the best. I mean, he's better than Sammy at run blocking, and Say that's it one what more time. we do. Robert Woods is a better run blocker than Sammy Watkins. I agree. So he has a role on this team, and he always will. He's going to be our run blocker, and that that is what it is. Ooh, there is a punter still available. <laughs> I fucking hate you. Connor Cook, Jacoby Brissett, Dak Prescott, Brandon Allen, Cardale Jones, Cody Kessler. See, I feel like tons quarterback. He, there's no like way. There's no way right here for the Bills. Take there's no way that's a quarterback. There's no way. The value's if, not there. If, we might do it, but the value would lean towards other positions. Kevin Hogan. I mean, think of the names that have been well, associated with the Bills. Well, with the guys hang on. Like every Dan, quarterback like, was associated Camacho with the Bills. Loves hang, on, every quarter, hang on. Every quarterback was associated with the Bills this offseason. Should be. Dak Prescott, you know, Hackenberg, Cardale Jones. Every major news outlet reported at some point or another that the Bills were in love with a guy. The only one I don't remember hearing is Jacoby Brissett. He's the only quarterback in this draft that I don't remember the Bills being linked to. All right, to. let me ask you this right now. Bills get up there. And four more picks. Billings is there. Cook is there. Braxton Miller is there. I just gave you three. Braxton Miller. I'll go Billings. Why Braxton over Billings? Because you already made two picks, and you know you have a need for another wide receiver. You go out there and you take a shot at this kid. You just take it. Why Billings over? Kyle Williams, age. Is he going to be healthy this year? Is he going to make it through training camp preseason? Will he be? Will he be like th- this year's Fred Jackson and get cut? I'll tell you, Freddie this. Jackson is he still playing in? Uh, does he still under contract? Did he, he resign with Seattle or no? I don't know what he did. I think his career's over. I think your career's over. My career doing this was over when <laughs> in my early twenties, and then I heard about a podcast, and I'm like, oh, so I could do radio things but not actually get paid for it. Do you think we could turn this into like Yeah, but then Chris like the sports version of Howard Stern? Like I'm not talking about getting naked women in here. I mean we could Naked guys cuz it's sports? Nah, that'd be weird. You guys are both creeping me out right now. I just want that out there. Well, I mean Howard Stern has naked women on. Yeah, how is And this naked is going to be sports, so you just figured naked dudes. Ooh, how about women then? How about you guys jerseys? show up fully clothed? I do the show in my boxers. I get drunk and I throw things at you. That's called Thursdays at your house. <laughs> that, you don't need a show for that. That happens. Hey, folks, if you don't know who Drew Gear is, that happens once a week. Guys, I, I'm trying to portray myself as a professional over here. You guys are sullying my reputation. That's slander. That's why he's not allowed to bowl anymore in public. I plead the fifth. Erroneous on all counts. Next thing you know, there's money missing off your dresser and your daughter's knocked up. I've seen it a hundred times. <laughs> the fact is, is there may or may not be a bowling alley in this area that does not allow me admittance. because Who is I'm, this for the Because Raiders? I may or may not Bootsy have... Collins. <laughs> Bootsy Collins. Bootsy Collins with his base. <laughs> it's Willie Brown. <laughs> Bootsy Collins with his base picking Willie for the Brown. picking for the Raiders, ladies and gentlemen. Bootsy oh my God. <laughs> do, 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 do. Bootsy Collins. Oh my Dude, Bootsy God. Collins was the best dressed man in funk. Lime green. Lime green with the star shaped sunglasses. All Nobody day. did it like Bootsy. Playing with the P funk. You played with right, James. Who are the Brown. Raiders taking here? You here better not go. take anybody I like. They take Connor Bill- Cook. 
Tick no, Connor Cook, Shalit Calhoun. That's a good pick, guys. Man, they are stacking Dude, up they their are stacking defense. That line that is their second defensive end that they've taken. I'm telling you, the Raiders. Oh, the Raiders and the as a safety in the first pick. Oh, the, dude, the Raiders and the Jaguars are two teams that, over the last three years, went from being jokes to being legitimate contenders in their division just by drafting well. If Miles Jacks is healthy and his knee is fine, you literally can say you have two of the top four defensive talent on your team yeah. in the draft. Those teams are gross right now, and. They have the ability to take over their divisions for the foreseeable future. Uh, did Carolina just hop up there? No. Carolina hopped oh, up. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Carolina, Carolina traded up. up trade up. So uh, maybe Billings for them? Mm, no, because they took their first round pick was Vernon Butler. Oh, I can't that's right. see yeah, them yeah, taking no way another they would go back to back. And they're not taking quarterback. They're not. Ooh, maybe wide receiver. Who's this clown? It's Joe Thomas. Gary oh, Burnage. Burn. Oh. <laughs> He's big and white. I took a shot. Yeah, you were close. Tackle from Auburn. Oh, Sean Coleman. Now, that's a good pick because Coleman. War Eagle. Coleman, he wasn't <laughs> He wasn't a great player, but he wasn't god-awful. He's just a guy kind of like uh, Robinson for a couple years ago. The, the Saints took him high in the draft. I mean, the Saints. The Rams took him high in the draft, and everyone said, that, like, he's not going to be a great player. Let me ask you a question. If you guys were drafted by one of these teams, and let's say you had like a four-hour plane ride to who? Hang on, he's donut. Wait, wait. He's oh, so he was already at the draft in 2014. That's awesome. That is cool. So they just showed Sean Coleman calling out a pick in 2014 because he was Sean Coleman was a member of the, for St. Jude's Hospital. He was a research patient of theirs that they brought in for testing, and so. He was there on hand at the draft to talk about how his school, you know, they were donating money to the to the hospital, and then to name a pick. To see him back on the stage is pretty cool. It's stuff like that that makes me feel good. These guys are all people at the end of the day, you know. People with money. Yeah, they're not midgets. You get mad. (laughs) You get mad when they're on your fantasy football team. You can cuss the guy out. You're like, man, this guy sucks. That guy's a he's a guy. He's like you and me. He goes home to his wife. He goes home to his kids. Goes home by himself. No, Chris, none of them do that. They have money. Me. (laughs) You do that. They have money. Listen, man, you just had a good night last night, okay? Yeah, I did. I mean, so, I mean, you're you're batting a 1,000 right now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So. I did not know this. Cardell Jones, 6'5"? Cardell Jones is 6'5". Damn. He's a big boy. Would you, if you were the Bills, would you take him as... Well, we got, hang on. Number three. Four, we number are four three? picks no. away. We are we are three picks away from the Bills being on the clock. Would four you, picks away. We, would you want we're know Cardell here with that kind of project? We're about to find out. Know. Now, here we go. Everyone here at the table has to commit to a pick. Well, I'm going wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers right now. Braxton Miller? Nope. So who do you think? No, for the Bills. Who do you take? Can I tell you right after this pick? Sure. I got to see after I got to see this pick. Because they don't have res- was Calvin Benjamin. You pick coming off a torn ACL. Okay, I think Braxton that if Miller. Andrew Billings is there, he's the, he's the surefire pick, and I'll call a backup at Braxton Miller. Does that mean Kai I, Williams is gone? I it could. could. It frees up seven million dollars in cap room. Yeah, and Drew, you've already talked about that on our podcast. Yeah, it frees up seven million. I love Kyle Williams, but if he I doesn't do take too. a pay cut, I'm saying Braxton Miller right here for Carolina. 
We were wrong. Defensive back. They went DB. You know, I haven't been they a had, scout they, in for the right, NFL. Here we go. Three picks. There's two picks before the Bills. Name your pick now. What do you got? I've got Billings. Billings, and then who else? Got to pick an ultimate. An ultimate? Alternate. Alternate. Uh, probably Braxton Miller. Oh, he's going on my tree. Yeah, he's riding my coattails. I like That's that. what I do as a producer. All right. You know what? <laughs> if he's still, if they're still there, you know what I'm going with? I'm going with Miller from Ohio State for wide receiver. Or I'm staying in the wide receiver column, and I'm going for Farrell Cooper. Who are you going, Drew? Farrell Cooper? You like him more than Miller. He's a... I think those two guys are... I don't think you can put Farrell Cooper on the outside. I don't know, man. He's too small. He's only 5'11". They wouldn't throw him the ball. How often does... Jesus. Oh How often God. does Tyrod throw... I think throw Doug might have just shit his pants. <laughs> like, it... Doug, do you need TP? He's fine. How often does Tyrod throw in the middle of the field? He doesn't. I don't want to move. He does. <laughs> Tyrod doesn't throw in the middle of the field. I've broken it down statistically, Doug. Week after week after week, all this study. I've broken down a lot of game film. And like I've said a million times in the past, I don't know whether it's by design or whether it was just his not inability to do it, but he doesn't throw between the hash marks. Here we go. It's a vertical passing offense, but he doesn't throw over the middle of the field, and that's why his turnover numbers have been so good. But at the end of the day, if he's going to progress as a quarterback, he's got to learn how to work the middle of the field. Slant routes have to become part of his arsenal. If he can't do that, then he does not deserve to be paid like a franchise quarterback. Because no, let him walk. Yeah, let him walk. Go get me a quarterback who can utilize all parts of the field. Kevin Hogan. Stop it. Kevin motherfucking Hogan. Well, you listen, if you think I want if they can draft Kevin Hogan, I'm fine with that, but do you really think I just want to see anything? You know what look I want to see? Kevin Falk. Man, he tell me he doesn't look like he's running women out of Connecticut somewhere. <laughs> Come on, you honestly hey, look They took a white kid named Tooney. He's 64304. They took a white kid named Tooney. Joe Tooney. He looks retarded in that picture. Guard NC State. By Kevin Falk, you know he just slapped and said, "Man, here's he your contract. Like he just here's your contract, and here's some baby powder." Hang on, in that picture that they just showed of this guard Tooney, he wow. looks like he just farted. That kid looks like, like a stud, though. But one of those farts where you actually feel like you lost weight. He looks like Jeffy from The Ringer. <laughs> when the fuck did we get ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> they obviously drafted him to replace Jonathan Cooper. Oh my right? god! They drafted. Him. To replace they drafted him because the, the the Denver Broncos literally just put their testicles all over Tom Brady that entire game. Dude, oh, I, I, they are rolling. Guys, we are, here. Guys, we are one away. We are one away. Where are they going, Drew? You haven't said yours. Go. I did. I said Billings. And then I think Braxton. If Billings is still there, I could see them taking him. And then at the same time, I could see Braxton Miller being the pick. Braxton. 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 Because if we You would fix- get three picks. All need and three picks that, in my opinion, the fans would agree that would do this. No one could pan it. We got some clapping noise. Wow. Maybe some clapping. Hang on. Hang on. Earlier, I was making fun of earlier, and I feel bad about it. I didn't know who the guy was, but he came out and he had the shittiest mustache. He looked like a crappy version of Sam Neill. And it was Larry Zonka. I felt I felt so bad because he looked like shit. He was on an episode of Ballers last year in HBO. (laughs) He looked like balls. 
<laughs> Bet you smelled like balls. You know how old people <laughs> smell like balls? He, he's got a pocket full of Werther's up there. <laughs> the like, board. you don't want to hug your grandfather because he smells like the men's room at a Bills game? <laughs> 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 who, do you, who do you think the Eagles are going with here? I don't know, but EDP's going to lose his shit no matter who it is. Let's see. Who did they? Who are they going with here? They went with the guards, 6'3". Isaac Sumalo. Man, some big old guards. Dude, look at that. Look at that curly-ass hair on that kid. I mean, So we're on the clock. Bills are on the clock now. There's been a run on interior linemen. Let's see what it is. No, we don't really need interior. All right, here we go. I'm I'm going to get a beer. No, don't go. Don't you leave, man. Listen, I'm sobering up over here. Don't you leave. We got to You got to finish this. Doug, that fart you just ripped. I have to repaint down here now. <laughs> Paint the walls, Drew. I mean, I would really like to see them go. I, I, it's so tough. I mean, Billings or Braxton Miller. I mean, it would be absolutely fine. Right I'll now. take. I'll take either of those. Oh, I, pick is in, folks. Pick is in for the Bills. Obviously, got to wait. Uh, of course, and they go to commercial. Unbelievable. Did you say Eric Wood is? Eric Wood Eric is the Wood's one announcing. The, yes, is announcing the uh, the pick. Oh, get that. Do they do? Get that curly-headed fuck out of here. Do they do that, like, for every round now? No, I think what they're doing is just, you know, like, tomorrow, once the fourth round starts, I think they have, what, Drew, uh, five minutes per pick? Not even. Oh, yeah. No. Next, the, well, think about it. They can't, <laughs> they can't make this thing drag out forever. You can't do it. So you're going to hustle through these next couple rounds. It's going to be pick and pick and pick and pick and pick. Everyone's going to have their pick in within probably a minute and a half to two minutes. Because at this point, you're just throwing darts at a dartboard. No, and that's not true. Not in the no. third round. No. Not, not yet. Oh, no. no, not in the third round. But I'm talking about fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. By the time you get to the sixth and seventh rounds, those picks are in within well, It's like picking up minutes? a girl after 2 a.m. Yeah, at that point, it's musical chairs and you're running out of chairs. So you grab the, the one that you thought looked good from a distance and you just run with it. There's your boy on TV. Jim Kelly. Of course he's my boy. What? Um, now I lost my train of thought. Preach. Not, not hard to do. No, it's not. Braxton no, Miller. With, with you guys ta- talking about. Is it the consensus how, then? Braxton Miller's what's coming? With you guys saying with the front seven and the, you know, we're getting the later rounds. It's like throwing darts at a dartboard. But in the, in the deepest it's been in a while, can't you find, like, Somebody in the front seven in the fifth round that see, plays with like, second round. See, I feel like talent. they could wait another round to get Hassan Ridgeway, and I'd be happy with him as a nose tackle. So you going with Braxton Miller right now? I'd go Braxton Miller. In fact, you know what? I withdraw my Andrew Billings because I think I can get Hassan Ridgeway next round if I just stick to my board and take who I think is the most explosive offensive player on the board. Still, there's and that's Hassan guy, and to Ridgeway. Me, that's Braxton Miller. There's Andrew Billings. There's Willie Henry. Man, there are some big D. De- How about this some bitch? Rory Robertson Harris out of Texas El Paso, six seven, two fifty five. Damn, yeah, no, he's no he's nose a, tackle. That's a bean pole, and he's registered as a DT. Yeah, wow. I don't want him on my team. What I want is I think I can get Hassan as much as I'd like Andrew Billings. I can get Hassan Ridgeway next round. If we take a running back here, I'm going to lose it. That would be perfect. We, who's left at running back? We now? don't need a running Hooker. back. Doug, you got the laptop. Who's who's left out there? We don't need a running back. We got 
We got Gillisley. Jordan Howard from Indiana. We got Devontae Booker from Utah. We got Kenneth Dixon, Louisiana Tech, Paul Perkins, UCLA, CJ Prossi, Notre Dame, Alex Collins, Arkansas. Yeah, can I just point out that NFL Network felt it necessary to point out oh, that the go. Bills finished better than 500 there for two is. straight seasons? That's pathetic. Eric Wood does look dapper. Oh, man. Look at that kid from Bad Santa grew up. Oh, he put a suit on. He's, he, here to he's call got a shirt. He's, his shirt underneath that suit says, shit happens when you party naked. Just Hang like on. the fat kid at the end of the movie. Hang on. All right, here we go. Bills are on the clock. Ooh, another watching. D tackle. Ooh. Ohio, Ohio State. State. And they immediately cut to Urban Meyer. Let's see what we got here, folks. See, I would have taken Andrew Billings. Man, if uh-huh. I was going D tackle, why not take Andrew Billings? Who did they just There's got to be something. Adolphus Washington. Is he is well? Is he more versatile? No, <laughs> no. Because you know Rex likes. We've been talking about it all no. night the versatility. Listen, the Bills basically just drafted their replacement for Kyle Williams. That's what we just saw. They Are you just, okay with that though? He brought it up on our podcast many moons yeah, ago. Yeah, but I just don't know if Adolphus Washington is that guy. I don't know. Kyle Williams was a fifth round pick. Correct. Throwing yeah. darts at a dartboard. You're yeah. right. Yeah. All right. Well, they went to tackle it. I'm not thrilled about it, but I'm not heartbroken. How come we can't be that heartbroken? Because the first two picks have been knockouts. No, no. And you gotta you gotta hit you gotta hit one or two players here in three, three, four, five. You know what? Sixth, seventh round. Ohio State had how many players drafted? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight players drafted so far in this draft from Ohio State's 2016 team. That's crazy. Exactly. And if you uh, follow Danny Cannell on Twitter, mm-hmm. Danny he he <laughs> laid into all the SEC people on Twitter. About? Because he hates the SEC. Everyone who hates the SEC must just hate titles. Probably must just hate domination. That's fine. The yeah, more the well, Danny Canal is a huge hater. And if you say Danny Canal one more time, I'm going to lose it. What seemed like a home run draft? If they had taken Braxton Miller, I would have gone to bed tonight with no concerns about how the rest of this draft turned out. Now they're going to need a pick or two in order to win this thing over for me. Again, I don't know, they didn't win you over taking nice. taking Shaq Lawson and your boy Reggie mm, Ragland. The body of work, man. It's the whole body of work. One pick does not. One or two picks does not make a draft. You need to be able to find guys in the fourth, fifth, sixth round. That's what we talk about. That's why the Seahawks won the Super Bowls. Camp yep. Chancellor, Richard Richard Sherman. Mm-hmm. So, guys, at the end of this. <laughs> We've got a pass-rushing D-tackle, a pass-rushing, run-stopping D-end, and a run-stopping impact, D- impact linebacker. I think that's a pretty good haul for the first three picks of the NFL draft this year. I think the grade should be a B-plus. You give them a B-plus so far? B- I give them a B-plus. What about you? I give them a C because they drafted somebody from Alabama. I'm going to give them a... <laughs> I'm going to give them a C-plus... Because they didn't address anything on the offensive side yet, but also because our safety position is still 
sin and we need to address it. Robert but I don't Biden. know that there's any nah, – you know what? I give him a C plus, borderline B minus. We'll call it a B minus. Okay, I'll, I'll give him. I'll cut him some slack because I think Reggie Ragland and Shaq Lawson are home runs. Sick. I'll call it a B minus. Judging, you know, waiting for to see who else they take, because I still think that they can't ignore the offensive side of the ball. You have to go get another wide receiver, but you've waited so long that now everyone out there is a project. So I've got a couple names. I'm going to leave you all with just some sleepers that I've picked out over the course of the last couple months as I've been doing my draft reviews, and you can take them for what they're worth. First off, Antonio Morris, an inside linebacker out of Florida. Most people don't even know who he is, okay? And a lot of it's been the fact that he was a scumbag in the past and his health, he he had a bad knee injury. But he came back and he was an all-SEC interior linebacker. Joshua Perry, again, sick inside linebacker. Can run, can tackle, he can cover in space, he can do a lot of things. Yes, I think the Raglan pick kind of mitigates our opportunity to take him, but at the same time, I like what he brings to the table. Then we've got... Devin Kajust, I think is how it's pronounced. He's a giant wide receiver, almost tight end, more of an H back type guy. Six foot four, two hundred and thirty four pounds as a wide receiver. There goes Kendra Fuller. Glue for hands. Okay. Now he just he ran a good forty, and he's a dominating run blocker. So I can just see him being a moving chess piece for Greg Roman if you can land him late in the draft. He can go out there and take over. You know, he's got he's got good hands. He can get separation. And with his sheer size, he's going to be open if you throw to him. He could replace Robert Woods altogether on this roster if they were to take him late and he were to show up and perform well. Yeah, I, he's been projected as a fourth to sixth round pick, and I think that if we landed him in that gap, I wouldn't think I wouldn't call it a reach. And then at the same time, I look at other positions in need. Okay, Oregon. If we decide not to address quarterback. Until late, late. Let's say all of this quarterback talk was just a smokescreen. Vernon Adams Jr. He's a guy that you could probably get in the 6th, 7th round who, yes, his knock is his small size. But he's the same size as Russell Wilson. He plays the same type of game but with a much better and more accurate arm coming out of college. It would be interesting to see what a guy like that, with a take a 6th or 7th round flyer on a guy like him, that would be huge. I think that would do wonders for our depth at quarterback. And then K.J. Dillon at safety. Okay, He played because Carl Joseph went down, and he finished with 55 tackles, 7.5 tackles for a loss, 2 picks, and 8 pass breakups. He was a second-team All-Big 12 safety. Right now, I feel like we need to add a body at our safety position just to bring some depth because – what do we have? What do we, who do we have there? We have Robert Blanton. We have Duke Williams. Duke Williams. You don't know Aaron about Williams. you don't know about Aaron Williams. You don't, you don't know, know about Aaron Williams. Uh, Corey Graham. Okay, so if Aaron Williams goes down, do any of those names sound like they could just step in and be a surefire free safety? Would you go? Would you if they don't address the safety position? And I agree with you. I think they should. If they don't address it in the draft, do you think they should resign uh, Rambo to a one-year deal? I feel like that's an option. I feel like that's why he's still out there. But what I will say is we saw what Rambo was last year. Okay, He's a liability in coverage. At the end of the day, there's names out there, and it's going to be very interesting to see how this how this all plays out. Now, Doug, we really appreciate you stopping by. Thank you, guys. Being a part appreciate of the show. It. Go Chris. Bills. Hey, Chris. I'm here. You suck for not knowing anything about college football. All right, thank you.
I appreciate that. Go Bills. Go. Oh, Braxton Miller. There he goes. To the Houston Texans. That's a great pick. That is a great pick. Guys, I kid. Chris, you do a phenomenal job just producing the show and just, I do the best. You you make this whole you you're the engine behind the car. Okay? Exactly. At the end of the day, guys, we wouldn't be anywhere without you. So let us know what you are fans. Let us know what you think. You know, hit us up on Twitter at Rockpile Report. Email us. You want he, we're gonna open up the mailbag again. You guys want your thoughts on there? RockpileReport716 at gmail.com. I'm Drew Gear. That's Greg that's Doug Roloski. And that's been Chris Krueger. AKA and this, the Dancing Bear. And this has been the Rock Power Report.